0: We're just going to jump right into it this week, boys. Someone finally bought Joyant.
1: Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Samsung bought it, uh, bought uh, Joyant yesterday. And uh, congratulations to uh, the folks that they over at Joyant. Why? My only question
2: is why? Like, is this going to be an Android now suddenly? Like, I just, I'm just feel so confused. Like, <laughs> why, why, why does Joy, like, Sam, it just never in my wildest dreams was like, oh, that's going to happen. So oh. some, someone explain to me why this is an important thing.
0: You know what it is. You know, Microsoft also bought LinkedIn this week. The iBankers are just fucking with you. They're just like... Yeah, but the
2: LinkedIn thing,
0: which I hope we get it, I actually they, think they it makes like, a lot of sense.
2: And the iBankers. I know the iBankers are just bored, but the Sam, the Samsung joint thing seems like way down on the list. Here's, like, here's, here's oh, the no one will ever here's go for this. Fuck it. Let's just try this. We last
0: week, last done. week... You may remember I recommended following Wu-Tang Financials. So all the <laughs> iBankers who work in Tech M&A that listen to this podcast, pretty much all of them, I think, they're like, oh, Wu-Tang. I remember them. So they listen to Wu-Tang. They're like, oh, you know, Up from the 36 Chamber is pretty good. Man, I really like that Ghostface guy that listened to some of his albums and they're like, oh, dirty bastard. Oh, wow and then they just went fucking crazy and then, thought, You know, they started like smoking L's and being in hot tubs and Welch's grape with steak I mean, that's a whole other person but you know and, and then all of a sudden boom you got Samsung buying joint and Microsoft buying LinkedIn it's going to be a great summer
2: <laughs> all right so back to my original question Why? what is Samsung going to do other than the iBakers needed some work to do like I just I don't understand like, what are they
1: going to do with it um, I, I mean so, so I read a couple of the the posts about, uh, about the Julian acquisition. Um, you know, apparently, uh, Samsung folks had been, uh, kicking the tires on a lot of the tech, uh, the has got a project called Manta that is kind of like, uh, similar to Hadoop, uh, where you've got, um, <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, just thinking of, did you just tell me to, um, Anyway, similar to Hadoop, where you, you kick off jobs against large data sets, and you know you have the you bring the compute to the data. And if you are running a lot of IoT stuff, that's probably a, a frequent use case. Um, you know where you have lots and lots of small compute jobs that are acting against large data sets. Uh, that's probably something that you know if Samsung is headed down this IoT path and a lot of mobile path, that's a really common use case. Um, Samsung was a open stack. Um, they brought them up on stage like two or three years ago as, you know, Hey, they're all excited about OpenStack too. Um, so maybe, you know, maybe they need some more cloud in their lives and, uh, who doesn't, but, um, (laughs) you know, uh, (laughs) IT therapist, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but, but, you know, (laughs) um, so so Samsung's definitely going to be consuming a lot of those patterns. And uh they, they've said that they're gonna keep Joyant as a separate company. You know, I'm sure they, they will get to uh, consume as much as they want at at a great discount. Um so probably, you know, they it's kind of like, you know, those guys know how to do cloud. They know how to do um, you know, really high stable, you know, Joyant has a reputation as being really solid tech, um, just not particularly price competitive or Uh, I I mean that's you know nobody can compete (laughs) that is the
2: the definition of the backhanded compliment (laughs) you have great stuff no one's willing to pay for
1: but it's true right I mean there are premium company, (laughs) there are premium products out there that people are like you know if it has to be right I'll go with those guys
2: right so is I guess that's my question I mean the internal like they're buying the company to you know use it internally to build things with IoT okay that kind of makes sense but I guess because it is going to be uh, so it's supposed to be a business that will run i guess independently on its own and have its own p&l and i would assume as no, no, that's you're, you're mixing up the, uh, the letters. <laughs> oh, okay i'm getting it all confused
1: <laughs> yeah i mean so so we don't know any of the numbers we don't know the financial you know joint wasn't public so we don't know the financial state of them you know they, they'd raised some funding last year or the year before um so, you know, we don't know if they were distressed. We don't you know, we don't know any of the details, so we can make That's up whatever. We want. <laughs> Why Matt Ray, we don't let this ever
2: stop us. Uh, at all. We, I mean, no facts yeah. are necessary for uh, hot takes. I mean, I, I think, to remember... Yeah, didn't Joy and Buy company said to do like Ruby hosting and they just totally messed it up. I I was I remember using yeah, it. It was them. I used to
0: use them. I used to so, host them. It was um
2: what was it called? Was called? It a, it was was a great, great service. service.
0: No, not something like that.
2: It was great. And then they acquired it and they proceeded to just like kill it and then just did not care. So, you know, that was, it was a bad experience for.
0: Yeah. Well, they've also had like massive management and executive turnover. I mean, join's been around since again, not letting the facts get in the way of stating facts, but like since the mid two thousands or something, right. They've been, uh, they've been around for quite some time. So they've been through many cycles of things. And I think, I mean, uh, to steal the, uh, the mic to continue our metaphors. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think the mystery here is Samsung, like joint is pretty well understood. It's just like, Oh, Samsung, right. Those guys. And I don't know. I mean, I think when, when you, when you, uh, read between the lines of the press release, it is the Samsung CTO of mobile innovation or something, but solidly it's all mobile stuff. I mean, I guess Samsung also has semiconductor and TV's. Machinery
1: and, and real estate and hospitals.
0: Yeah. And, it, and, if, and, and if
1: you were uh, yeah. to, to, stick it, to stick
0: in our, uh, our metaphor, I mean, if, 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 you've been, uh, if you've been smoking up all that uh, Ben Thompson like bought AI stuff out there and you're like, holy crap, as a phone manufacturer, I need to s- sort on this like services thing and AI and the services, the deal and boom, we got nothing at Samsung. So we're going to need some cloud. Because we can't go relying on other people, so now we got some cloud, and and again, joint technology always very well respected. Go to market, maybe not so much. So we're we're almost in the we're not almost we're in the era of cloud companies going through the uh, GTM abattoir. Like if you don't have a good go to market, you're fucked.
1: <laughs> and, and and if they if they're consuming <laughs> public cloud, who, where do they go? Everyone who runs a public cloud is competitor.
0: Yep. Yep. So Damn. so you know that that uh, you know properly priced you've got a good 30 page deck with some appendix slides right there i like (laughs) it all right
2: so to all the employees that join it good luck good luck sounds like it's 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 gonna go well yeah yeah (laughs) red and black lumberjack more importantly i got a linkedin update that linkedin was acquired did everyone else get that did you guys see that (laughs) Was there was there anything in your feed about LinkedIn? It was like the most meta week for the LinkedIn feed of all time. It was just LinkedIn talking about LinkedIn while you're on LinkedIn.
1: Did you read it in Outlook? (laughs) I did.
2: I did not. That would have been no. That would have been better.
0: What do you guys use there at IBM to
2: read the email? Uh, We use IBM Verse, which is oh, which is uh, you know a new email program that I'm sure both of you're using right as we speak.
0: Sure. I'm always, I always like to trial the way of uh, sending memos, snowflakes. <laughs> they used to call them. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that is, uh, like we were joking about earlier. That was an excellent segue by the way, Brandon. Thank you very, Thank good. You very much. Very good.
2: <laughs> Professional.
0: That'll be on the back of your baseball card right there. Absolutely. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that that was quite surprising. I, I was reading some news yesterday. I mean, I, I I'm not enough of a despite pretending like I know what I'm talking about when it comes to M and A. Like, I'm really not enough of one to think about the who else would have been bidding for it. And I like the coverage that fell out a few days later, like yesterday, about Salesforce rumored to have been putting in a bid and SAP. Mm-hmm. That all makes sense. I mean, I think I think again to think about the deck you would have. I mean, there's plenty of coverage and analysis, and I, and I think.
1: There's a lot of coverage and analysis. <laughs> I, hear, I hear my question. Do you, yeah.
2: I personally I like, all the
0: screwball you, synergies okay, so you, you could you have. do personally
2: letter, like LinkedIn? Like, I like LinkedIn. I use it. I actually yeah. do like it. Do you, like, do you actually use it? Because there is a kind of a movement. Some people, you know, like the hacker news crowd, you know. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of
1: the analysis kind of made that uh, – of the acquisition kind of made the point. It's like, where else are you going to get that data set? Yeah. You know, yeah. You're like, and, I don't like and, LinkedIn. I'm going to go talk about my corporate connections on Facebook you know google to answer, to,
0: to answer brand, brand both question and point like I would say if, if 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 without a bunch of me parentheticalizing it I think I like LinkedIn more than Facebook which is, which is is more to say I don't really use Facebook but <laughs> It's kind of the point is like, I think, I think based on the activity that I see from people and the act- stuff I see in, uh, sorry, in LinkedIn, like it's actually like, it's a thing, like it's really easy. And in, in the like Apple obsessed, like people who run their mouth class, we have in tech to be like, Oh, LinkedIn, what a dumpster fire of like, you know, leftover toilet papers someone forgot to throw away. But uh, this is a bad habit your six-year-old picks up when you go on vacation to Mexico. But, like, like it, it really is, like, functional. It's a very functional social network, right? Agreed. It Agreed. The job. Just sure. like was, a toilet.
2: I was going to say, also, I, it, and this is a case where you see it, it makes perfect sense to me. Like, the Microsoft Office is 365. Mm-hmm. You know, again, getting into, you know, probably a lot of people listen to this don't use Office and, like, you know, are on other things, but Office still is, you know, so ingrained in I don't know, corporate world. I don't think that's going anywhere. I think it makes a lot of sense. And I do think, you know, this is um, our great hope. If anything that we can do on uh, this podcast is we want to solve calendar, uh, calendaring by doing no work. I, I'm thinking to myself that, like, there could be a calendar related to this LinkedIn network and Microsoft <laughs> Exchange and Office 365. We're like, there's like an assumption if you're if you are a connection on LinkedIn that you could schedule a meeting and see free busy yes. and you know it could work it's like they have this massive network <laughs> paired with even if you don't like Microsoft, I still say exchange calendaring is the best thing that I've actually yeah. used in my life. And if we could somehow bring that to a distributed uh, large network of people and we didn't have to do all these fucking emails of like when you're available and when you're not available, I mean, that would be a miracle on itself. So hopefully that happens. That
0: is a good point, Brandon. I did not even think about it. Th- that I, think, uh, I, really I think you've got something. There. Yeah. yeah, that's right. They should have just rounded that fucker up. <laughs> <laughs> no need to pussyfoot around it. You got to uh, you got if you're fixing scheduling, as we discussed last week. Tragically, just do that's, it. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, and and I think you know, there's all sorts of other like you know, uh, there's the advertising angle and 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 hooking into your uh, your HCM system. And if you know what that if you don't know what that means, don't worry. And if you do, then you're fine. Like you'll enjoy that angle and all, all sorts of things like that. But it is uh,
1: Microsoft's yeah. got a CRM product <laughs> too, okay. right? Mm-hmm. yeah they have yeah. i think they call it dynamics yeah i mean there, there are they've got a lot of stuff that you don't initially pop to mind like oh yeah they do that too and that too and you know yeah find and, a and, way to, to extract value out of it
0: and and on that note there's uh so there's this guy tim anderson who every now and then writes for the register he's he's a he's a uk reporter that basically covers microsoft and he has a, he has a good overview of this from his perspective he's He's one of these reporters who would be like, so I got the new version of .NET and programmed some applications. Here's my reporting on it, which is (laughs) kind of like a uh, John Udell kind of character. Anyways, he kind of inadvertently makes a really good argument for it helping out CRM and HCM. He's like, but wouldn't it be scary with all this information about hierarchies and people and privacy and stuff? And they're like, yes,
1: that would be (laughs) profitable, Uh, right? Like.
0: So and wouldn't it be
1: like, scary if everyone opted in and didn't read the terms of <laughs> the yeah. the terms of agreement? And yeah, they all just opted into this massive AD directory in the sky.
0: Right, yeah. but, but but it is it is sort of like we all we all work at a vendor, and and we would like to uh, we get involved in sales stuff. And you just your your mind boggles of like. Uh, if I could actually have something go out and just mine the data from LinkedIn and like tell me about these people or this person I'm talking with,
1: if I just had an org chart of every company I talked to,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it'd be nice. Like, there's all and and you know we were talking about Outlook. Do you remember? There used to, there probably still is. There was a plugin that was like run by the brother of some famous Silicon Valley person, or maybe it was the Napster person who ended up running this company. It was this plugin that you could get for Outlook, and it would integrate with like Evernote and LinkedIn and all this magical stuff. And it was actually a really good plugin because it would suck all this information in and tell you, like, here's here's the most recent updates from people and all this stuff for people you were having a meeting with. Mm And uh, I I always enjoyed using that. It'd be Uh... good stuff.
2: Well, it's funny, if you look at Salesforce, which does seem like the probably the next most logical choice, maybe even the more logical choice, just because yeah, valuation. Log- yeah, if you look sure. at everyone's yeah. Salesforce installation, that's really what everyone's trying to do is map the context. When you go into like the account, yeah. people add people and say, okay, he's the director, he's this, and then they put mm-hmm. notes about it. So it's funny, like that's really what Salesforce is when you get down. It, it's it mapping the put- same data manually over and over. To go on my
0: annual Salesforce rant, like I have used Salesforce, I think at three companies now, and I do not understand what the fuck is going on with them, <laughs> right? Like it's like I, I I understand that I understand that CRM doesn't mean what CRM actually says it, means, right? CRM <laughs> means help me sell to people better, <laughs> help me understand help me understand how to extract more money out of people who have money to give me, right? I mean I'm, I'm being what a force to say. Yeah and there and therefore when I log into Salesforce I would like it to help me do that right and it's just like I log into Salesforce and I and and I I just don't whatever the default options are in Salesforce it doesn't really like present itself to like hi Michael Cote you work at Pivotal Pivotal sells to the following customers you know the following people who are currently in position XYZ in the funnel right it's sort it's just sort of like I've never success, and I told you this would be a rant, I've never successfully logged into Salesforce and had it, like, help me. Aside, the only thing it's really good at is telling you which rep covers which account. There you Even go. That- show yeah, be pipe, like, and, well the thing be like 10 different versions of an account that you've got to follow up some hierarchy yeah. and you're just like what the
2: but you got to get back to the number one thing it's doing it's pipeline management for the vp of sales or vp of revenue to yeah, manage yeah. that's really the problem solving. it's not honestly they don't really care about you as, you're kind of as, coming as, at it as like a ancillary user that yeah. really they as
0: don't they would say in another genre of podcasting crm is a triple turns out it turns <laughs> out it's just for generating dashboards for the VP of sales.
1: <laughs> that is it. That is bingo. That is there, 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 there are two ways that that Salesforce matters in your life. One is you putting data into it for somebody else, and the other is someone has written a report for you to go and read because there's no way in hell yes. you figure that out for yourself. Yeah,
2: that's why you have the Salesforce admin that, uh, and yeah. he has a special Salesforce box. admin. It, they always yes. go to the folder that has the name of the VP of sales on it and click on that. And those are the reports that are running the company. There's always one folder. It has like your VP of sales name on it. And the Salesforce admin, all he does is keep ad- updating and creating those reports. That's all you need to look at in Salesforce to understand the health of your business. All right. I got it.
0: Understood. Now. So going back up the stack, uh, you know, I could only imagine with the individual focus that LinkedIn has, how that would have an interesting effect on Salesforce. But now Microsoft, has it. well, if it closes, we'll have them. And, uh, yeah, there's also like their training thing was, it's not called Lydia, it's Linda, right? Yep. And, uh, I, I yeah, and, uh, not the tattooed lady. And, you know, uh, I, I, I spent a long time as our show notes will attest to looking at this, like, it doesn't look crazy,
2: but how exciting. Well, uh, I also so, like that it, when
0: you when you when you sprinkle a bunch of uh, cocaine on a big blunt and smoke it, good news comes out the oh, other Cote.
2: end. man, Cote, it's gonna. Be, it must have
1: been a good weekend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, it's excited for, for the wine. weekend. It's like, tell you, Friday, guys. Everyone we're recording on Friday, in case it's not obvious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Cote. He's the other thing father's thing I Father's Day planned. Yeah, take time Father's Cote. Well, father's, father's Day is coming. Father's Day at Cote's house is going to be. I was going to say the other thing I really liked about the LinkedIn thing is it uh, sort of setting the stage now for these other social networks. Um, the market mm-hmm. has been set. It is now clear that most of them, probably everything other than Facebook, will be kind of features or ancillary businesses of bigger units. And so to me, it's like this is the inevitable march of Twitter. Being acquired by Google, which to me oh, is, yeah. is the most natural peanut butter and jelly uh, type of acquisition that's out there. So it's just just get it over with. Things should be about eleven billion dollars. Let's get that done, and then Yelp. I don't know Yelp. I think goes to that AOL conglomerate, Verizon. So th- those are my uh, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. Y-
1: Yelp picks sits nicely in with Bing, right? <laughs>
2: So somebody Which said Bing? that. I don't know. Does anyone? Like, where's Bing? I don't know. D- does I think Bing it's do- over for Bing, right? Isn't it just. Yahoo gets bought up and then they throw Yelp together and it's all at Verizon and we all use it, but don't really know when, who owns it. It'll be that kind yeah, of This thing.
0: is This is the other part for, for those listening to the meta conversation, this is the other part of the acquisition is the, what will the follow on deals be? Very yes. required. You've got to go through this. This is, this of is course. the thing that's needed. And I think, I think uh, I, and, and in this case, again, this is why this, this deal, Microsoft LinkedIn thing. So excited. is like, it opens up a whole realm of exciting possibility, right? So you've got the uh, RI bankers, you know, in the hot tub. I'm running out of 90s hip hop references here. So you'll have to help me. Maybe we'll go down to Louisiana with some like masterpiece stuff here in a little bit. But anyways, uh, like, so then at, they've done this deal. They've got valuations, fresh comps, like the, the values are set. So now they're ready to go wheel and deal on other things. And the, and the synergy is just abound. I mean, even Samsung is in play as an acquire, <laughs> for Christ's sake, right? They could swoop in, or or you've also got the other like handset manufacturers who like same same position, right? They need something. HTC, you know? yeah, they're you getting know, it on no, it, no now. doubt. And, and then there's there's also the no. next one of of, of uh, follow-on acquisitions of those little obscure companies that you're like, oh, I remember them, and they get snapped up by people to kind of fill in the uh, the, the the capabilities that you have. Speaking of. Did you see that piece going over what's up with PE firms buying companies was uh, mildly interesting. Yes. I think, so if you read it, tell me if I'm right. I, 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 uh, I'm, I'm on this, uh, this little mailing list where they had a longer discussion of it, but, uh, I, I think the takeaway of that was that PE firms are seeing that SaaS companies have depressed prices are undervalued. And so the hope slash theory uh, other way around the theory slash hope is that the PE firms are buying these undervalued they're they're going all Warren buffett and and they're they're buying these undervalued things because they believe there's more value and then they'll re-exit them versus hey, I could chop off their arm and and sell and and optimize it and sell it for a lot more after I've chopped off the arm <laughs> or to put another way. If I chop off one of the legs, I can buy <laughs> shoes at a discount because
2: I only have to buy one. Uh, gosh, I don't. I'm, these metaphors. I'm just trying to keep up to it this week. Uh, uh, yes, I think I'm going to answer that. Yeah, no, I think absolutely. I think it's. It, I think we even talked about this uh, more broadly. I think it's just software in general. Like if you're in the public markets, people want you to be sassed with huge growth multiples happening, right? And that's a mm. very hard bar for, I think, software in general. So I think the two types of companies that we see being bought right are traditional on-premise vendors that I think PE firms see the maintenance, they know they're undervalued. And then I think there was, I can't, I'm trying to look at our, our notes this week, but like there was a, already they turned around, or I'm sorry, uh, Symantec, right? Bought, um, um, I am just forgot. Blue-coat. Yeah. Thank you. And now, so that was a great example. They, they bought it, Bluecoat cleaned it up, Got, probably got the cost um, way down, and then now that's been sold out as a huge acquisition, a huge exit for the PE firms. And then definitely all the SaaS businesses that aren't on that growth tra- trajectory, I think, are massively undervalued, and the PE guys are just going to town. So. I mean it is. It's it's unfortunate, I guess, if you're not a PE investor. Uh, you know, I don't know how many uh, people that we have on the <laughs> list that have billions of dollars with PE firms. I don't. Um all of it's just we're all missing out as uh if you're in a uh, low uh, uh management fee index fund, I think we're all missing out on these uh these all these transactions. Is this uh, a, This is what I tell it our is it is
0: we have 1,500 downloads an episode, but 300 of those listeners are
2: billionaires. That's, it's I think you mean 15,000. I think oh, 1,500, yeah. I mean, we may just get kicked off. A lot of people just stop listening right there. So, uh. yeah. <laughs> the
1: yep. the, the yep. average income o- of our listener is around 180 million. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but it is. It's fun to watch the PE.
2: The PE stuff is just, I, I think, just fascinating. It is just sort of in and out, right? Like, come in clean them up you know get rid of all this crazy strategy thinking make them profitable sell them it's just it seems like this is a great time to be a private equity person
0: yeah yeah this is a good so so on this topic
2: so what's up with ping
0: i mean you know about them brandon they they, yeah uh, was it tom our buddies tom lo bravo who
2: uh well it's vista equity partners i guess Vista is um this is known to be opposite. the, so the way, I guess maybe the quick aside, if, if everyone doesn't know how it normally works, like there are different private equity firms, but typically it goes down like this. They buy you and they have the SOPs, the standard operating procedures, which they have built over, uh, you know, tens, of, you know, 50, 50 years of really understanding how to run profitable businesses, very profitable businesses, standard ratios, standard headcount, you will make this kind of money. They, they have a they, system. They do, and they are very. They are typically very, um, you know, uh, I would say, um, insistent that you put in their system, right? And that's what allows them to gain these cost efficiencies. Now, every time someone of these is bought, where I know people, they come back and tell me, "Oh." It's going to, you know, this. they've decided they're going to invest in us. They're going to help grow the business and they're going to support our new strategy. So you always hear this coming out of the um, the people that work there having been acquired. So, you know, you're always trying to reconcile these two. So I'll just say, though, having watched them, usually what happens, a bunch of people leave one way or the other, and they do put in these very uh, cost-cutting systems. So in the case of Ping, the announcement was extremely positive. Uh, that people felt like they're going to invest, they're going to help grow the business. Um, you know, the other rumors were just that, like Ping hadn't really gone the way people had wanted, and you know, in a year from now, we could see them uh, having adopted the very strict private equity policy. So, you know, so-called it, only one shoe needed. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. I will say the Ping people were very optimistic. The people I saw, they were very, very. Um, I don't know. The other people I know here, I was like, well, it usually, you know, usually start optimistic and then... And,
0: and, and, to, be, and, and to be clear, you work at a competitor,
2: right? I do. I do work at a competitor and it's uh, it's just interesting. I mean, because we are honest, unbiased podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I like, the, hey, I've been to the Pink Conference for a couple of years, like really fun, really good people. Um, and I think their their goal was, I think, probably to, uh, you know, chase Okta. And I don't know, Okta's, it's, I don't know if I would chase them, but so, so how how would you characterize
0: Ping? Are they just like a uh, a generic, a generic kind of uh, like identity provider, SSO, or like what uh, what what are they?
2: Yeah, they've been around, I think for gosh, I think it was fourteen or fifteen years. So they started as like an on-premise access management vendor providing SSO. And then um, as it's kind of moved towards the cloud, they also have tried to build out new cloud offerings as well. So they've you know trying to traverse that path of we're a startup. We had some good on-premise stuff. Now we want to take it to the cloud. There's a lot of cloud vendors out there, very competitive. Huh. And then ultimately, I think, you know, my reading between the is like, or between um, whatever I'm trying to say, the reading between the lines is just like, it was very hard for them to, to probably grow at the, the rate that their investors wanted. But but again, super interesting to watch. Like it, I'm, of course, going to watch it because I'm in this space. And it'll be interesting to see what Vista does with it. Yeah, yeah, they, they
0: uh, back, back every now and then when I've had the study identity, they always come up as uh, respected, as we like to say.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like so, Another, <laughs> in, in you finally had your big news announcement last week, Matt Ray. And look at oh, all yes. this time we've left in the agenda. <laughs> so, wow. so what was the big news? What was the big news? What, that,
1: that you're moving to Australia? Was there a webinar about that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, people people within chef are still like, really? You're going to Australia? <laughs> They're
0: like, this is really going to goose the leads in the funnel once they find out this valuable
1: information. Like, oh, I got to get a new Salesforce report. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do have an APAC report. Um, But, but uh, yeah, no, our, our our big news is uh, we launched a new open source project uh, called Habitat. Uh, habitat. Mm. Habitat.sh is the, uh, the URL. And it is a, it is a combination of a build system, a configuration, an application configuration management, a process supervisor, and a clustering uh, uh, system. So, when people say, uh, "What's that like? What's the competitor?" It doesn't really have a competitor. That's what's hard for some people to wrap their heads around. Is it? It's not like anything else. And uh, uh, so, you know, when when people are like, "Well, does it replace Chef?" And the answer is no. Um, Chef is for automating infrastructure. Uh, Habitat is for automating applications. And then people say, "Well, is it? Is it?" Uh, a hyper is it uh a container manager and the answer is no it it doesn't it can create containers it doesn't manage running containers so uh our like you know launch partners were were folks like coreos mesosphere uh rancher labs um you know uh we got some some google uh kubernetes folks to to pipe in um so it's it's very complementary to those technologies because those are you know those are going to manage your containers, how they get their compute, how they get their storage, how they get their networking, where they're running, who can have access to them, um, which one, which one right. the most to important to thing that this audience wants to know about
2: is this: is this free? Yes. I mean, do, okay yes. there okay, one, okay, now everyone's back, now they're all back paying attention It's, it's okay. all packed when would like what problem do I need to have to use? So I basically want to package up my containers and then all my app. So my app runs well. Is that the, the and yes. I can do it for VMware? Did I read that right or is that? Uh, it's coming. In, it's coming. That's com- Oh, see, I fell for it. Fuck, I fell for it. I just see it's how so you so snuck so that in. Right. Good. Good marketing. You just like I just glanced at it. I was like, oh, they must have VMware too.
1: No, 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 no. Um. So so for lunch, uh, we we hit up. Uh, uh, Docker uh, container format, the ACI container format, which is what, you know, the, the rocket format. Uh, we also did Mesosphere, uh, Mesos containers. Um, and, you know, things like, VMDKs uh, you know, or ISOs are definitely uh, on the roadmap. Mm-hmm.
2: But um, now, will this help my old on-premise apps? Because I thought that was something that... Yes. Yeah, so... Okay. so, so you... I have, Like, describe how I actually do it, though. Like, I have right, this old right. on-premise app. Like, what do I need... As, to do as, to as, as we for? did
0: last week, you can pick one or both. Let's say we have a WordPress install and the Java Pet Shop.
1: Okay, well, let's start with... Uh, the WordPress is simple.
0: Right, that's why, that's why we have these two.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 the WordPress... Um, you know, you're going to have uh, an application running on top of WordPress. And and so what Habitat does is you have a plan where you define everything that your application needs to run, uh, all the dependencies that it needs at runtime and at build time. So you can go mm. and build your WordPress application, you know, from soup to nuts, from all the way from, uh, you know, up, uh, everything above LibC. And you have this full stack application and all of its dependencies and you know exactly what went into it. Everything has been signed. Everything is SHAs. You know, you have this artifact that comes out of it uh, that you know, this is version 2.1.7 from 2016, June, whatever today is, right? And you know exactly what that is. And it's you can then take that artifact. We call it a heart because it's uh, a new kind of tarball. It's just a, a signed tarball. Um, and you take that heart and you can right. put it into a Docker container. Uh, you can put it into uh, a rocket container. You can put it into mesos. You can put it into
2: a, an empty. All right. Browser. And now how do I define this? Like, wasn't there just some discussion about which programming language, not programming? Like is what bad. is the <laughs>
1: dash? Okay. So, yeah, so it's just scripting, right? Yeah. We, we went right. straight. Like when you get source, when you get any sort of software, the instructions are like run, make, Run, you know, run, configure, run, make, run, make, install, um, and it supports that. So it, it builds on you know the standards that are out there, and then you know some people be like, well, we don't have a make install, so it lo- allows you to override any sort of you know idiosyncrasies because everyone's a little different. But it handles that, and it's just strict bash, and you just override the things that are. You know, unique to your application, um, you can. So, so,
0: to interrupt you, at, at this point, we've satisfied. If we if we go to the uh, the uh, let's call it the post itel cult of IT management, we and and I mean that in a good way. We've satisfied a couple of important things. One, everything is checked into version control. Yes. all all assets of an application. Two, a side effect of that is you can point. I don't know other than a heart. I don't know what the the abstraction of the abstraction, so to speak, is. But we have a golden image. But that golden image, and this is why I'm I disclaimed about this being the wrong phrase. The golden image includes all the configuration, the runtime, all that stuff that, that people have been trying to. It's it's like this is the thing. Yeah. Now, and then the third thing that you have that I was just alluding to is essentially, and and again, I don't know the right words to this. This is sort of like a uh, functional run book in the sense that everything that you would need to execute, to run, to actually get this thing up and doing is put into this. So yes. it's all automated. Yeah. And then uh, equally importantly, it's an abstraction across all the various ways of doing this. So yeah. we've got, as we were talking about last week, we've got all of our Mesospheres and our Kubernetes and our Cloud Foundries and our Dockers. And and as as Chef and Puppet have always been, it's sort of like, That's fun for you guys, but someone's got to manage that. So here's a heterogeneous way of managing up the packaging and deploying and all of that. And so there will be somewhere, and there's probably some fancy name for it, there's a translator that goes from whatever your abstract. uh, I've been reading that Diaspora book, so my vocabulary is getting really... (laughs) But, like, there's some some layer that translates between all of your symbols, or as they say in that book, tags and semantics and all that stuff, and goes down to, like, boom! Here's a Docker image that can execute. Like, so yeah. you've got to do some translation between, like, I would like this thing to be on an entity, which some people call a node, others call a server. Some people call an IP address a yeah. connection. And I map that, that all out, and it translates down at some point.
1: Well, actually, and, and, and that's not Habitat's problem. Like, like you're getting into better. what containers, you know, what the container schedulers do. You know what the right, right. Uh, the the or- container orchestrators do? They they care about your networking and and all that. So so you've got this this. Art,
0: this right, and uh, that's my point. So we've got a WordPress thing, and let's say I want it to be triple redundant across two Amazon zones. Yeah. So yeah. So, somehow so- I I tell Habitat that I don't know what the language is, but I tell it that, and then somewhere Habitat figures out what that looks like when I deploy it on Amazon or my private bit joy and interest in, in the maximal
1: future where it everything it's it's not that smart uh, so it's okay, not going to do cross know. az load balancing or anything like that what what it supports is so, so you've got this this build artifact you know you've got your nice golden binary that you know you know everything about it and then it has a supervisor um that goes with it and the supervisor is is the hab supervisor uh and, and it is just it just looks at that application and says, you know, you've standard, you've told me how to to run you, whether it's you know, um, you know, whether it's Java, you know, Java with a, a jar, or you know, WordPress with uh, Apache, right? And so the supervisor makes sure that that application is running, and uh, and and that uh, uh and and then it is also. Uh, exposes like, and you know, I know that it's running and I could tell you how to monitor it. Um, that's coming, you know, it, it's right. This, is, is,
0: we this, is, this sounds similar to what, how build packs operate in cloud foundry land. Yeah. Like if you, yeah. if you look at the build packs standard, it has at least those two things you mentioned, which is like, tell me what you want to execute and tell me how to test if I need to reboot it. Right. Yeah. Like tell me how to te- tell me how to do health checks on it. Yep. And, and then and then I will remediate by
1: rebooting, <laughs> or, or yeah. maybe
0: executing a script in, in these error conditions. Right, okay. right.
1: And, and so the habitat supervisor, um, it's it's running you know that single application, but it's also got a, a gossip uh, service discovery ring going, where you know it says, hey, uh, anybody else want to talk about? You know, uh, WordPress. You know, are, are we running clustered WordPress? And anybody, any other WordPress instances that are running can you know be on that ring, and that's all encrypted. And they can mm-hmm. say you're like, "Hey, uh, I'm we're clustered now." And I, WordPress is a bad example. I don't think you run a cluster. But well, let's say you had a database like a Postgres or, or a Redis or something.
0: Hey, there's parts and, of it you would run clustered. I mean, I mean, everything you would need for WordPress. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And, and, and so you know, the the database says, "Well, you know, we're doing we're doing leader follower." And, you know, there's five database nodes running and that guy's the leader and the rest of us are following. And so what Habitat does is it says, you know, you standardized how to uh, interact with the configuration of that application. You've told me what the templatized, you know, config file for you looks like. It doesn't matter if it's JSON. It doesn't matter if it's INI, whatever. And the Habitat says, you know, I'm running it. And then you might say, oh, we need to change the heap size or the pool depth or, you know, something like that. And <clears throat> you can pass that in as an environment variable to the, the habitat supervisor. So that application doesn't have to change if you have different configuration settings. You know, that, that uh-huh. you know, that portable artifact is immutable. You've got your 12-factor app there because you're passing in environment settings to, to change the behavior of the application. Um, the gossip ring also has an API. So you could actually just apply things to uh, the running cluster. And so you can say, hey, everybody in this cluster, change your heap size. And then you know, and there are different uh, techniques for rolling that out. You can say you know, all at once or one at a time. And it can mm-hmm. handle that low level of that simple orchest- or choreography of, of those
0: uh, you know, notes. Now, now, now let, me, let me footnote here for a while. So what is, does a mutable infrastructure really mean mutation
1: by environment only? Yeah. It means you don't go inside the container and change things. Got it. Uh, It it means, you know, you don't have a chef agent running inside the container and... Oh, hey, slow down.
2: Oh. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. So so. Matt Ray, you said earlier you don't have any competitors, but so it sounds like the problem here that you're solving is like today, if you didn't have Habitat, the way people are doing is they would manually build their containers or their VM appliances, uh, and that's and they would just so like let's say I only did Docker and that's all I ever cared about, then probably just you know, you know, doing that, putting that Docker works. So really, the problem you're trying to solve is like hey. Reality is you're going to run into a bunch of different infrastructures. Why not do this configuration one time and not have to deal with, like when you switch between going to Docker or VMware? Well, well people
1: are probably building, you know, they're probably building only Docker containers. Right. And they're probably, you know, they're like, well, I know that my job application can take things from the environment and here are the ones that it sets, and I can do that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the next team over is like, well, we're building a PHP app and... You know, we're not going to take environment variables. We're going to take command line arguments, and you know, and uh, how do you run my application in production? Well, over here we do it this way, and over there we do it that way. How do you monitor it? You know, over here we do it this way, over there we do it that. way. We're trying to standardize how applications are managed, um, yeah. and it doesn't matter which technology stack you're using. Uh, and so we standardize the build. All right, so
2: there's a benefit even if you're just everyone's using docker you at least you're standardizing yeah. how everyone's going to do it and then the bonus is if like yeah suddenly you go from docker to these other platforms rocking,
1: got, or you know something right, like that yeah. or or back to
2: vmware all right and more importantly so now how does chef make money on this <laughs> so, you know, like i mean i hate yeah. to get to questions no no like, no that's like an important part, point. like what are you guys gonna do how like, it's like in the big short i need to know how you're gonna fuck us like can we get to that point now like it's free but what <laughs> well like, i i
1: don't right? believe i don't believe we're so coarse about it um oh, of course. <laughs> we're all friends, here. We're all friends of here no no so so uh, everything about habitat is open source um the way the way chef makes money is we are selling a a standardized workflow we're, you know we're selling. Mm-hmm. selling you know here's how you have visibility in, in your infrastructure of everything you do and it doesn't matter if we're managing, you know, VMware machines and, you know, Windows on VMware, or if we're managing, uh, you know, Docker containers, um, you know, on, on EC2, um, what you, we want to give you is full visibility into everything. And so, uh, and, and, and the way, you know, we monetize that is we give away Chef, we give away Habitat, we give away Inspect, which is our compliance language, and then we provide, you know, dashboards and, uh, you know, BI tools and workflow backed by Active Directory, of course. And, um, you know... Whoa, we, we success have a, is guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, you know, our, our commercial product is delivery and compliance, which, you know, those, those build on top of open source pieces and and oh, yeah. habitat will fit into delivery very nicely because delivery right now is pulling all that data that chef is generating all that you know who did who made which configuration changes and trace it all the way back to source and now we can do that with containers
2: all and right so, so now developers to, can safely yeah. go grab this start using it and then oh, yeah. their their bosses and managers and directors like need reports and auditors And you know, send that group of people over. There's some discussion. There's some baseball games. There's some dinners. (laughs) Transactions are done. Reports are made. Everyone is happy, but everybody wins in the end, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, so so so, yes, our 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 commercial aspirations do not involve like open coring habitat. It involves. We see a gap in the way infrastructure is managed. Open Core is what I would like to call the path to private equity, my friends. That's the path
2: to private equity. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. You it, want less you know, I'm talking about the private core. equity where they come in with the rules and the standard yeah. operating procedures. Yeah. That's what Open Core is. You
0: yeah. They, as, as, as as I was thinking about it, it it's uh, it's SOP, not VSOP. Uh, a big difference between the two of those. Yep. Yes.
1: Well, so, yeah, yeah we, uh, we're pretty excited about it. And, uh, you yeah, know, it. It fit. It's It was new- a cake. I saw a cake. Was the cake any? A <laughs> I didn't I get a cake. cake. I was
2: not in Seattle. Oh, Anyways. I thought you were having a party here. I figured. I figured the cake. Cakes were everywhere. They were plentiful.
1: No, no. We uh, we had a, a, a Austin DevOps meetup uh, had a launch event. Uh, mm-hmm. We had uh, uh, a local DevOps luminary, um, uh, Paul Zarkowski, made a barbecue, and uh, I saw that. Thank- that stuff looked great. He had yeah, he, coleslaw salad
0: and some sort of mushroom salad. What the hell? Yeah, he's that, that uh, looks, he needs to
1: come cater uh, a dinner of mine. <laughs> <laughs> he he needs to he needs to quit his day job and go full time chef because I'm sure yeah, that, that guy that guy he's 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 a local treasure that we have. Yeah. He's just
0: great all around.
1: Yeah. So but when uh, when you go back
0: to he's from Australia, right? Yep, Yep. Yeah, when you go back to his home country, you need to tell him that he's doing good work over here. <laughs> go back to the home office, tell him that agent agent he's
2: barbecue in, man to is the country. Uh, it out. Just <laughs> all of Australia. All of Australia needs to know just, that. Just tell them. Just go everywhere. down the street. <laughs> hey the There's this Australian in America. He's doing good work. <laughs> <I> <laughs> making sure. I will share that word. So yeah.
0: Yeah. he's also good with the computer stuff, but you know, just all around good guy. He's a regular man of all seasons. Yeah, that, that at least two seasons. So that's so, so yeah. That's
2: well,
0: it's uh, I, uh, I, I purposely didn't read too much up on it, you know, to have you do it. It's a trick you <laughs> learn as an analyst: is when you're about to be briefed by someone, why spend time learning?
1: Well, yeah, uh, and, so, and that, so many people. That, that Sounds good. I like it.
0: That's that's a yeah. uh, that sounds like a good product. I mean, we were. Or, or, sorry. Thing. It's not a product. You have a product on top of it. It's it project. seems like a good vision and strategy and whatever. And, so uh, yeah,
1: and and you know it's not done. Uh, there's a lot of things that are, are coming. We you know the the monitoring and the logging are you know not. There's not a lot there um, mm-hmm. supporting things like VMware or sure. uh, AMIs or you know uh, ISOs. You know those are all things that can be done. Um, and, and
0: listen, even if it all goes pear-shaped, it generated a lot of good pictures of your buddy Adam looking ponderous. <laughs> at <a white>. so, <laughs> yeah, which, that, that, that Wired art. Like, like, I, I, think, I think basically if you want to have like a Vanity Fair level profile, you get Cade Mets over at Wired to write a piece on you. Man, it's just like, boom, from Xerox Park to, like, deploying stuff. It's just, like, always always good. He, many years ago, he wrote a profile of the, the team that was working on Cloud Foundry and VMware, which is a similar uh, genre of, yeah. of tech journalism. Which, and, and he does that every now and then. And it is, I mean, I, it sounds like I'm making fun of it, which which I... A third am. <laughs> two thirds of it is like it's nice that we have that as a a service in the tech world, like a good in depth profile. Oh, yeah, and, and he went and got went like, the pictures where the photographer's instructions were like, "All right, do whatever you want, but do not smile or look into the camera. Other than that, just go to town."
1: <laughs> can can, can I, I get thoughtful out that window? More thoughtful. Right. More thoughtful. <laughs>
0: that's right. You still thoughtful all over this whiteboard. It's great stuff. And, and actually, could we write on a piece of glass that I take a picture of on the other side of you doing that? Whiteboards are so
1: early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the Wired article was good. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of good press Sorry, coverage. Wired article, good. <laughs> yeah, um, and and and, but the the problem is, you know, even even here, it takes a while to explain all the pieces, and people yeah. are like, oh, well, doesn't. Doesn't X do that? And you're like, well, it only does one of those parts. And
0: I, I, I mean, I, I think I think aside from the 300 billionaires and all of the iBankers bankers who work in uh, you know uh, PE for in the tech world, the other part of the audience will pretty pretty quickly grasp it.
1: And, and well, a lot uh, of people are like I can't be bothered to, to, to <laughs> I can't be bothered. Uh, you know, it, it's you know, how does this compete with Docker? Uh, you know, and yeah. oh god, the the you know the Hacker News and and the like are just listen we, listen.
0: As, as is known, I write a monthly column for The Register. I know how commenters on the internet work. <laughs> like No big deal. It's, it's fine. You just, you, you just basically, any commenters you read on the internet, you kind of regard like just being amused by how those ants that are taken over by funguses so the fungus can grow more, you just are kind of amused by how the hijinks they in like oh isn't that adorable look at those guys with their brains being eaten out by an invasive fungus that is itself mindless and knows not what it does <laughs> <laughs> uh, so please, please leave uh, a comment on everything I write
1: <laughs> yeah um, so it's it's a little different it takes a while to wrap your head around um, but if you have a head left
0: <laughs> you might yes, just if, be spongy substance in there
1: yeah uh, but uh, we're excited about it
0: yeah, no, that's good stuff. So is, is is there like is there like a webinar in particular or something you would point people towards? I mean, obviously it's in GitHub, so it's like look at the source, but like no for, for kind of like an overview, what do you uh what do you yeah. think is good?
1: So so the the launch video is it's it's Adam um jumping in and out of you know why it exists, the problem it's solving, and then hands-on examples. Um and uh uh that's pretty sharp. I mean, he spent, you know, he spent a fair amount of time practicing and uh, he's he's a good presenter, um, you know, really yeah. engaging. So that's. I that's mean, a-
0: I'm not expecting the level of production of him throwing eggs at Nathan,
1: but <laughs> I have my hope. Well, <laughs> yeah, uh, there, there are no eggs in the video, but, uh, <sighs> uh, you know, and, and of course, with ChefConf coming up next month, there'll be a lot more follow up about. Oh, yeah. That's in Austin, right? Yep. Yep. Are you going to get me into that, Matt Ray? How am I going to get into that? How are we going to get you into that? Uh, I don't know. We can probably see what we could do. Uh, Maybe we get some sort of... Not a a helpful answer. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to be here, right? So you can have my badge. (laughs) Sounds good. Perfect. Yeah. I'll be like, yep, Australia is pretty
0: awesome. How do you like this beard I've grown? Hey, I got LASIK. (laughs) So, yeah. 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 Habitat. All right. Well, no, that's good. That's a good overview. It'll be, it'll be fun to see how that pans out. Well, how about recommendations? Do you have anything else you guys want to go
2: over before we roll into that? No, we've covered everything. Everyone needs to know.
1: Yeah. Uh, that, that's a Perfect. lot for, for one podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Maybe next time we could talk about IBM selling off their mainframe division.
2: Oh yeah. Talk uh. about stuck in the closet. Man. Jeez, <laughs> Jeez. After I was Tell- so nice to you about habitat. Oh my gosh! Hey, I no, no. uh, they- you know, no. No, my first recommendation is read the Hacker News thread of habitat. <laughs> there you go. Oh, <laughs> me. You're, you're gonna make it like this. You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna go this way. I'll drag us into the fucking gutter. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I, Man, Hacker Hey, news. which uh, which takes me to my recommendations this week. Okay. The gutter. All right. two things, right. guys? Very quick. One is because uh, it's the political season, and I'm fascinated by the politics of the United States. So two podcasts you should listen to. One is Keeping It 1600, which is uh, uh, hosted on the Bill Simmons Network, but it's got the former speechwriter from Obama, in uh, I think Dan Pfeiffer, like the communications director. So they're always talking about politics. Mm-hmm. They have guests on. It's fun to listen to if you're into politics. And then the new Radio Lab uh podcast. It's just kind of about the Supreme Court, but like everything Radio Lab, it's always like longer stories that are just generally interesting, which is called, I just forgot the name of it. What is it called? More perfect. Radio Lab presents more perfect. So during your father's day in the political season, you have two good podcasts to listen to.
0: So so tell me, you you know you know me, Brandon. You know me. I don't know anything about sports. What is this Bill Simmons phenomena?
2: Yeah, I should have maybe mentioned that. So like the Bill Simmons thing you know, he covers like pop culture, but in this case, it, this, I actually really like the political commentary on it. But for those people that don't know anything about Bill Simmons, uh, he was um, formerly employed by ESPN. He's really well known uh, for writing pretty long columns that a lot of people think are funny and about sports. And he sort of has, I mean, in his own way, kind of pioneered, uh, if you will, built a little mini empire of digital uh, marketing and. Um, media sites around sports and pop culture. So anyway, I won't, you know, I'm sure lots of people know the story, but like he left ESPN under, uh, you know, kind of this dispute and he has started a whole new uh, site, which is called the ringer.com, which is a sports in, um, um, Popular uh, culture site, and then he has a whole series of podcasts. And what he does is they basically have one feed where they have a, a whole bunch of different podcasts, and then if they get big enough, uh, they spin them out. So this one, Keeping It 1600, uh-huh. it has its own feed. Interesting approach. Yeah. And then, of course, and then he has a TV show that's coming out on HBO. So he has kind of mastered the like, how, ev- like, Every product, if you will, um, sort of reinforces your other product and you kind of make money on them all. So like you write about your website to discover writers who then host podcasts. Who mm. then also no on his TV so, show?
0: I, I, I thought it was just like, as, as we like to say, our buddy Ben Thompson. He talks about him every now and then, and I thought it was just because of a, of a sports thing. But
2: yeah, and Ben Thompson is, is, is almost kind of the tech version of it, right? He writes a column that you subscribe to or you can subscribe to, and then his podcast is free, which sometimes he does ads on. Now he doesn't have the TV show, but eventually maybe Ben Thompson will be a commentator, right? On a business. And he will, uh, and I think he does Ben Thompson. I think he also does speeches mostly for Wall Street, right? For the iBanker. So he has a nice little circle going here. I now bet here there's a private. And find, you can't get this I was going to say, at, we've mastered it too here at Software Defined uh, Talk where we uh, we have no ads. Uh, we don't, actually, <laughs> Ote writes, writes something that he does not monetize with any ads. and Basically, no one pays us to go on in any way. So, we like have done, we are the digital open source. Cropping. We are the open source version. We're the open core version. Like, yeah. we just have no idea what <laughs> you want to make pay money. for. Like, bandit, there's just, just nothing have, to pay have you for. Seen, at all. Have you seen the dashboards that I sell? There's just nothing. Yeah, I have. You actually post them on Twitter, and it's just our <laughs> downloads about how we're not doing well. So, I mean. <laughs> So it's so like so like there's the Bill Simmons version and Ben Thompson perfectly making money and then there's what we're doing. So uh-huh. follow the path that you want, new media people. Um, you know, again, but we do it for the love. Our hearts are in it.
1: Me, yeah, Cause cause not we're really. open source
0: hippies. Because <laughs> are open source hippies. So that's right. That's right. Well, you know, we'll come out with a good run the jewels album like 20 years into our career, <laughs> yeah, not being, not being big time and everything, and then uh, then we'll show them sell T-shirts. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So is my, my, uh, how about you go next, Matt Ray?
1: All right. Uh, so, so, um, uh, you yeah, know, I'll give a shout out for Uber cause I miss Uber. Um, but,
0: uh, <laughs> uh, and, and, and to, to summarize, are you, you going to tell the story? Cause it's a good one. <laughs> I'll, don't I'll don't summarize know. so that it doesn't give Matt Ray traumatic flashbacks. You had, he had some car trouble earlier this week cars uh, and, yeah, the- you know, with his personal car, an automobile he owns and is <laughs> responsible for. And I don't mean that in that deme- whatever way. Uh, and, and, you know, so meanwhile, you got three kids. You got a schedule. They got to get places. Yep. And so you're like, oh, I know. I'll open up Uber and call. Oh, that wouldn't be safe. I live in Austin. <laughs> and and so instead you had to wait like what was it 90 120 minutes for a tow truck, you uh, tried to call a cab that never showed up and it was just like a total like shit show.
1: <sighs> pretty and much
0: like wait. Huh, but at least I'm safe. So yeah. So it was it was this is, this, is, this is what you get as they say. This is what you get. Yeah. And so did your did your kids get to their event on time or now no. are you going to going to become miscreants?
1: No, they, they had to stay home um Mm -hmm. so so the cab company no the cab never showed uh i called them up after an hour and a half and they're like oh yeah uh cab cabs the driver said he was on his way yeah thanks so regular medallion
0: service right there
1: (laughs) i got my car jumped and uh as i'm driving it to the shop uh it dies um, and, and I, you know, so, but uh, we were only two miles from our house and, you know, friend uh, driving by sees us and drives us home. That was nice. Um, and, you know, I, I call a tow company to, to take the car to the rest of the way to the shop. And uh, the tow company calls up and says, we can't find your car. <laughs> they found it. They found it. Uh, so the credit to them, they found it. Um, but uh, yeah, kids miss camp. Uh, car guy towed. Other car came out of the shop, but I could not drive myself to go get the car, uh, which meant yeah. I spent you know an hour and a half driving around on the the shuttle to you know because he picked me up to take me back to the the dealer, but he also had to pick up like three other people. He got lost a couple times. Um, I got to drive on some driveways that or on some sidewalks. Uh, that was exciting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Side- sidewalks in austin always a, a taking your life into your hands right
1: there. <laughs> especially with the uh, the courtesy shuttle drivers on the on the prowl you know Oof. looking at a phone in his lap because he can't be bothered to you know maybe ask me to tell him where to go um uh, anywho uh the moral of the story is uh, i miss uber but my pick my pick for the week is uh i'm i'm uh my my wife and i have started watching a, a new series on netflix um it's our favorite genre, Scandinavian political dramas. Um it's uh it's called Occupied. Um have you have you seen this one, Brandon? I know you you're a fan of all things. Yeah, I think I recommended it on the show in <laughs> fact. But I've recommended it again. I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, because awesome. I was like I, I seem to remember hearing about this. Uh we're looking you know we've guys go back and all listen,
2: all that just shows. reminds me, go back and listen to previous episodes, guys. That they're all yeah, great. Read the great show notes. Yeah. I think it was like four or five episodes ago.
1: So it's great though. I loved it. It, it, it's good stuff. We're about halfway through, um, you know, so, uh, yeah, uh, enjoying that a lot and, uh, have to find something else to watch after that. But that's my pick. Also Brandon's pick.
0: Yeah. Th- th- this week between, uh, between the concerned citizens of Austin and, uh, the ruthless profiteers of Uber, you're, you're a regular, uh, what's that guy's <laughs> name? Mercutio. You're just like, you're just trying to pal around, have a good time. And next thing you know, stabbed in the gut dying. <laughs> like who 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 wins here? Who wins? That's who are the real real victims. Well, uh, uh anyhow, this week, since we didn't go over it, uh there's two things that I want to go over. One of them is on Marketplace they had a uh, it's a little over nine minutes, but a nine minute history of the history of uh IBM. I repeated myself there, which I don't know if you guys checked this out, but I thought it was really good. Like I, I, uh, I consider myself a, a amateur IBM a file, if you will, my dad having worked there and me being interested in the company. And it was a good history of how the, the, what I would call the old IBM pre pre shareholder value IBM. And I have no judgment about that. I mean, you've got to do what you got to do, right? Uh, there's lots of things I would like to be doing, but then there's reality that just runs right into me and causes me to have to act differently. Uh, it's a weird disclaimer. But anyways, it's actually a really good overview and makes some good points and has some interviews. And if, if you're into that kind of thing, i definitely check it out. I'll put a link to it. But it, it was on the uh, June 8th version of Marketplace. So it's uh, good stuff. Also, I'm finally recovering from Poison Ivy. I have searched the internet <laughs> extensively about Poison Ivy. I want to I tell you one person's bucket of anecdotes about it. One, it's awful. Don't get Poison <laughs> Two, it's actually, and as long as you get the oil off, it's not contagious to yourself or others. So once you take your shower and you want to wash with dish soap to cut all the oil and take your clothes off and wash them, you can put clothes back on eventually if you really want to. But essentially, you want to get it all off of you. And then you don't have to worry about, like I spent a lot of time worried about it being contagious across my body, which apparently is not the case. Uh, I have not tested this, but this is what I hear too. Uh, what you want to do is, is, like I said, use the dish soap wash yourself to get oil off. And then you're going to spend a lot of time washing and dressing yourself and itching. And then, and then I don't have it with me, but there's this spray can of calamine lotion. Is that what it is? The pink stuff? Mm-hmm. And they mix it with some percentage of anti-itch stuff just to buy a case of that. I don't think they sell it at Costco yet, but just get that stuff and just spray that on, wait three hours, wash it off, spray it on, repeat. And finally... As they say, uh, you know, my my wife being the caring person that she was, she looked at it about a week later and is like, that could get infected. You need to go see a doctor. So uh, I do. I generally do what my wife says, not always in a timely fashion, but uh, I I went and saw the doctor and they prescribed me some steroids and now everything's fine. Like, uh, you know, occasionally I have roid rage and I just go destroy things and, and things like that that doesn't happen, but uh, it's actually, uh, it's pretty curable. You can treat the poison ivy. It's not <laughs> Lovely so bad. story. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's all. Summary, wash with dish soap, not contagious. Use the pink spray stuff from a can. If it lasts more than seven days, go see a doctor, and they'll prescribe you some stuff after kind of chiding you for just being an idiot. So uh, I, I also, I, I could recommend uh, Dr. O'Brien at the Anderson Mill ARC clinic here in Austin. She's a delight. She, she's, she is uh, about as sarcastic (laughs) as I am and and Irish. So you put those things together along with the lab coat. And like, I had one of the best doctor visits I've ever had with her. It was hilarious. (laughs) She she gave me some, uh, some advice about when to start reading Harry Potter to my son. Talked about all sorts of other stuff. It was, it was a nice visit. Sign up with her.
1: What, what, what age did she go
0: for there? Uh, uh, she said seven. Like I was, I was telling her my son's like six, six and a half, and he can't yeah. get into Harry Potter. And, and I was saying, like, I think he's really bored by the first part where the, he's just under the stairs, and that it part is boring. And she was like, "Yeah, you've got to wait, wait, and try next year. He'll get into it then." All and right. I told her, I told her we were not reading Coraline, and she liked it. And in that, that kind of like Irish accent, she was like, "That's a weird book." So.
1: <laughs> All right then.
0: Yeah. So as always, this has been. Poison Ivy treatments weekly. Oh, wait, sorry. That's my other podcast. This has been software defined talk available at softwaredefinedtalk.com, Or if you go, what episode is this? 66. If you want to see the extensive show notes, plus a tremendous amount of bonus links and other things we haven't covered. The coverage we have on the LinkedIn, Microsoft, this stuff this, this week is just going to blow your mind. So you got to go check out the show notes. You can go to cote.io slash SDT 66 for that. And it's always handy if you go into iTunes and leave us a review reviewer rating. And also, a lot of people have been writing to us on Twitter, which which I find delightful. And I didn't really hit up our mid-roll stuff. But if you go look at the show notes, you should really come to the Spring One Platform Conference, August 1st and 4th. You get $300 off when you use the code. Hyphen cote 300 That's a real easy one to remember. Uh, and uh, next week... We're going to be out. And I think what I'm going to do is, uh, pull some content from one of my, a podcast I've rebooted recently, my pivotal conversations podcast and uh, there's a discussion that I have with the, uh, the person that I co it with now about things like how to deal with legacy and is Paz a bunch of gibberish or a useful term. And we recorded one this week about what analyst relations does, and maybe I'll throw those three together and have a little bonus episode for you all like speaking of, of, uh, Bill or Phil or whoever Simmons and uh, and AB people in the panoply Network and, and all that. We'll we'll try to be multimodal, and and that that way finally we'll uh, maybe Brandon will be happy. And not just love. <laughs> so with that, we'll see everyone next time. Bye bye.